0: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. And today's episode is super, super exciting for me because I get to interview, and actually it's not so much an interview as it is a conversation, with somebody who is near and dear to me. Not only has this Mm -hmm. amazing woman, Mary, been part of my journey as a friend, but she has also been on this journey as somebody that I was able to to assist in an earlier part of our relationship and then watch her just blossom into this amazing, amazing energy healer, somebody who is helping others through their own journey. So this is really exciting because I love this woman. And... (laughs) (laughs) And I know, I know how absolutely committed she is to helping people reconnect with their true essence, awaken that soul within. So it is, it is a wonderful um, honor. And Mary, thank you so much for being here with me and for sharing your, your amazingness with um, this community.
1: My pleasure. Hi, Lana.
0: Hello, sweetheart. I wanna start this by by asking you to share a little bit about your your experience before you began to awaken, to consciously be aware that you are awakening. Give give the audience just a glimpse to what was your your life like, who were you showing up as? When you were completely unconscious, completely unaware of the magnificence of the divine essence of who you really are on a conscious level.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, no, that's that's a very large topic, actually. Um, and it's amazing, as you were talking about, I realized how not very long ago that was, um, being completely unconscious. So. I, I I remember that my life was um, a struggle I pretty much ended up doing almost everything on my own I didn't feel like I had support one of the main things that I remember is that um, my I was the youngest of six and it was uh, rather chaotic growing up in my home um, there were you know plenty of normal times but there was also a lot of anger and angst and a lot of stuff going on, and on many levels, I have come to realize I didn't feel physically, emotionally, spiritually safe hardly at all ever. Um, and it but that's been a more recent awareness, so um, I, I just know that I um was constantly struggling and fearful, and and I didn't really realize it at the time, but um. My life was hard. It was challenging. But the thing that I did the most that I became aware of later on is I, I spoke to myself so harshly. I said horrible, horrible things to myself. And um, so there were a couple of moments. There were two pivotal moments in my life. One, when I was in my first job out of college, and, and I'm talking completely unaware But one day I was walking back from the copy room to my desk. I was, um, I think I was 20, and I had this really great job, actually. It was um, with a subsidiary of Equifax and market research and all of that. And I was literally just walking through the office, and I had this awareness of it doesn't matter what people think because I was so self-conscious. In fact, so much so that I actually used to even be a nervous wreck standing in a grocery store line for fear that somebody would say something and i would be wrong or wouldn't contribute properly to the conversation or something i mean it was constant fear basically um and so this awareness was came out of nowhere at the time nowhere and um but it literally was such a visceral awareness and experience i went into the restroom at work and i i got sick i literally just started throwing up And I didn't really think that much about it. I was, you know, I had to get back to work and I just kind of like, I was just clueless what had actually just happened. And then fast forward many, many years, I was still kind of in my survival mode and I had gotten married and divorced and I was raising children by myself and I was in my kitchen and I went to put some water in the sink and I spilled water and it went everywhere. And so I just started bashing myself. I started saying horrible, horrible things. You know, you stupid freaking idiot. You can't even get water in the sink. And and all of a sudden I stopped. And I I, I cleaned the floor up and I cleaned the ca- cabinets and everything. And all of a sudden I realized, wow, like that wasn't an accident at all. Like the floor looks better. You know, like why did I just speak to myself like that? And then and then I went many, many, many more years in that same energy of fear-based, really being super harsh on myself. And, um, you know, so that's that's kind of the background.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know if that helps, but it, it just seemed like yesterday. I was really completely unaware of me being being in my life. I was just kind of a, you know, just a robot going through, clicked into fear, just programmed with fear.
0: Yes, and and, it, and isn't that really what this whole awakening is about, is is becoming aware that we have been operating inside of fear, that we have been operating like robots, um, so mm-hmm. plugged into the matrix, just doing what we're supposed to be doing with that voice in the back right. of those voices telling us who we are, who we're not. Um, and then we begin to see that. So how beautiful that you had those moments of awareness that even though... They were not the moments that allowed you to pop out of the matrix. They gave you fully, completely, they gave you an awareness that, that wow, how unloving and how harsh I am with myself. Um, right. We've got a glimpse of those voices. So with that awareness, um, and like you said, because we, I believe that we all do this, you have that moment of awareness and then you go right back to sleep. You go right back into the robotic mode. So mm-hmm. when, when did you begin to break out of the, the being a robot when you began to see that you even had an option to no longer be a robot, to move out of that space?
1: Um, well, fast forwarding, I, I got divorced, and I started kind of tampering with Wayne Dyer a little bit, reading his books, and I went to see him in person. And, um, and then I got into a relationship that lasted about seven years and I kind of, you know, went back to sleep again. And I, I just, it was an amazing relationship, truly amazing. Um, and it ended very abruptly. And, um, in hindsight, you know, pretty, pretty horrendously, this person that I love dearly, Um, within a month moved on in an entire different direction. I was obliterated out of their life. My family was upside down and I was absolutely devastated. And at the time I was actually still very practicing um, the religion that I was involved with, which was Catholic, which I was born and raised Catholic. And um, so I went to a Catholic retreat and I had the coolest conversation with um, one of the priests there and um, it was a, kind of a confession thing, which I hadn't done in years. And in fourth grade, I decided I didn't really buy into that. So that was, a, I guess, awakening moment. Um, but he's like, you know what, Mary? He goes, we don't really need to, to go there and have that formal conversation. He said, you know, I just I, I, I don't buy into the fact that you can make the wrong decision as to who to be with and, and just be banished from everything that, that is love. Um, but you can go out and commit murder and be pardoned, you know. So we just had this amazing conversation, wow. and I kind of, you know, isn't that yeah, isn't that awesome? And so I, it, you know, kind of moved me forward. And I was just absolutely devastated for several years, actually, probably like a couple two two and a half years. And then um, another very pivotal moment: a friend of mine that was actually a client of mine in one of my earlier jobs. Um, had told me about this book club. And it was back when Eckhart Tolle, (laughs) I see you smiling, Uh, when Eckhart Tolle and Oprah were doing the the broadcast, the simulcast of A New Earth. And so she told me about it. And literally, you were right down the street. She was actually much further away. So she met me the very first time. We came to your book club at the Center for Awareness in Marietta. And I literally just stuck like glue again. She was a little bit further away and I am completely and I don't think Rhonda knows this, but um, I am forever grateful for Rhonda playing that pivotal role in me, you know, finding my tribe, basically, Um, because since then. And I think what was that like around 2008?
0: It was yeah, spring of 2008.
1: Yeah. And so. You know, basically, I used to, then I just, all the time, and I used to tease and say I needed, even though I lived down the street, I needed a cot, you know, just to sleep there because I was there for all the programs and, you know, assisting after I did your power of awareness and all that. So, and then I started, you know, just the whole thing started to shift. And um, obviously, you were a huge, huge part of that, Um, you know, just kind of an implosion of awareness from, from, Kind of zero to to a hundred after I started becoming aware that I had choice through your your powerful Awareness work and your workshops and your one-on-one coaching and us becoming friends.
0: Yes, yeah, that that was a, a magical time because uh, so many people were were coming into community at that time because of that. Uh, Multicast, telecast, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, with Eckhart Tolle's New York. And it was right. fascinating to see so many people. It, it was as if we were all coming out of the closet, out of the spiritual closet, and finding our peace to begin to talk about what we right. were experiencing. So yeah. you, know, you said that, that that was you began to see uh, the choice that you had. Speak to that choice because... I, I firmly believe and you know, with my many, many years of coaching, I firmly believe that this, the shift, the, the real shift happens with a choice to want to see things differently, with a desire right. to just open up and crack the door to the possibility of things being slightly different than what we have been holding as the only way things could be. So speak to... Right. What was that like for you making that choice? because for a lot of people is it's really difficult. for some some it's really easy to make the choice. for some it's really difficult. What was it like for you?
1: Well, I think actually to make a distinction, I think initially, I became aware that um, if i if I improved the way I was thinking, my life became easier and happier. However, I don't really know that I actually realized, uh, I guess maybe I could be a little dense or whatever, but I don't know that I realized that I was making a choice per se. I knew that I had the ability to make some different um, decisions and movements and things like that. Um, and so so there was a period of time longer, and especially now as I'm more and more and more into And I have just where I have ended up being as a healer in light of where I was is just astounding to me. So so absolutely, I've been saying yes to my path all along. But I am, even on a daily basis now, becoming more and more aware of the clarity of what it means that I am constantly a choice. So, um, So that's been an evolution and that continues. And I believe that's probably always going to continue. Um, to go deeper and deeper and deeper and know that, um, each and every second of every moment, we have the right to choose how we're going to feel and how we're going to respond. So, so it wasn't an immediate, oh, I've got choice here. I can just shift this idea and change that thought. I, I just kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's important to clarify that. Um, so, but I did become aware that as I, as I chose to think differently, Things shifted in my life and one of the things that um, was the biggest uh, catalyst or the biggest thing that showed up in my experience that was different was um, when I I had the breakup of that really significant relationship I went through a really challenging time financially and my family lives far away and and I just didn't have a lot of people close that um, that I felt like cared or had my back, and come to realize later on, it was primarily because I didn't know how to care for myself and have my own back. Um, so that that's been an amazing awareness. But I said I said to myself, "I'm literally going to create a family here that I can see and touch and 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 hold on to, literally." And then I started making friends, you know first of all, with you and then other people from the center that are still have you guys have become my sisters and my family and my tribe. And I, I can't imagine, I just can't imagine my life without you guys. So, and, um, you know, kind of fast forward as my life path would take me, I, um, I had a little get together at my house eight years ago. And now I have a group on a private group of women that gets together on Facebook and, shares kindness and love and good karma and we do good deeds and we're, we share our happiness and our joys and our fears and, and all of that. So I am just absolutely surrounded. My relationships have improved just exponentially, exponentially. So it's, it's been a fascinating journey. I'm sure.
0: It definitely is. It definitely is. A- I know. I know. Once that, decision- that, that decision, I was, I was into discovering the power within me, this this uh, right. divine essence in me, the soul, the spirit, to awaken that part of me. Once that that decision was made, there was no turning back. My tribe changed, my friendships, just all mm-hmm. all but one friend, um, it completely changed because there 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 is just part of the movement that happens is we become matched up vibrationally with, with like minded people. So just as right. I surround myself with people who are unconscious and afraid and superficial, I then began to surround myself, it's just the way law of attraction works, with people who were either conscious or becoming conscious, or um, you know, just there's there was that desire to come into the deeper part of ourselves. So I totally get that and yes, with that mm-hmm. good kind of community that you have built on Facebook. It's it's just amazing to watch. Um, but I want to go back to that place of of decision because that is such a such an important thing. And I I love, you know, as you know, I've been studying a Course in Miracles over the last couple of years. And I love that the Course in Miracles drills down that everything is a choice. That we, we do make a decision. And there are times I wasn't aware that I was making a decision, but that right. that I can choose to shift out of fear, to pick a tribe, to form a Facebook uh, group because something moves me. That decision to mm-hmm. listen, to that guidance, to that intuition for me is so so important that I acknowledge that because that's my point of power. That's how I know I'm in the flow or I'm blocking it. Um, so right. I'm glad to clarify what that means for you because. It, it's just it's it's so important that we we recognize how powerful we are because mm-hmm. now i want to get into the conversation with you
2: with
0: yeah that you have now um i want you to share in your own words what is it that you believe has happened to all of us as as a collective soul how is it that we have descended into these fears? How is it that we're waking up? Because as an amazing healer, and we'll touch, touch on that more specifically later on, unless, of course, it just comes out right now. But as a healer, you have the ability to witness so many people's processes. So right. in a nutshell, what do you believe has happened to us that we have become so fearful and now are becoming so awake?
1: Ooh, Um, where to begin on that one? Um, So I, the thing that I noticed the most when I started shifting my thoughts about myself primarily, I learned what I said to myself is what I heard growing up from the adults around me that that weren't happy, that were fear-based. And um, so I realized that as I had the opportunity to choose how I thought, I started feeling better about myself. One of the things I was completely unaware of is how the, you talked about vibration, how the vibration felt in my body. And so to me, the nicer and kinder I was to myself, the better I felt in my body. And and so when I was berating myself, I felt horrible. And it literally just didn't feel good, and I, and me personally, I became exhausted of not feeling good. I mean, I just there was something within me, um, and I would love to talk about intuition because I am extremely grateful. I couldn't be any more grateful that my intuition is my guide. I and I don't mean guide like I have this guide, and I talk to my intuition is is my higher knowing. And and I don't question it because my my intuition was what basically allowed me to survive in my childhood environment, and for the most part, my intuition said stay off the radar, which eventually became a problem because I stayed off the radar when I had needs. I didn't know to speak up, but but that's another subject. Um, so I, I, I first of all, I kind of want to talk about um, a lot of people deny they say, oh, gosh, I, I I don't know. I just made this up. And I talk to really powerful people that are very connected that get information and they'll sit here and they'll just go on and on and on and share in a session, for example. And they'll be like, well, I don't know if that's real. I think I just made that up. Well, here's the thing. Guess what? If you made it up, it's part of you. So, And I know you talk about this. It's equally as true. The opportunity for this, this thing that makes you feel happier and more centered and grounded, um, and more peaceful in your life, is equally as true as the other thing that you're saying that is, I'm not good enough, I don't measure up, I don't deserve this, all of that, that kind of thing. So, so intuition is different for everybody. Um, so if we could all stop second guessing, we would make our journeys a, a little bit easier, um, a lot easier potentially, um, a lot faster. Um, you know, so just kind of to me, the biggest issue is being kind to ourselves and following our own GPS and, um, and not second guessing ourselves back into the fear mode. So I'm not sure. I think I may have just went tangential on you. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but, um, intuition is huge, absolutely huge. And, um, it to me, it is the key. Intuition is the beginning of awareness, and I call awareness medicine. So when we have an awareness, um, prior to having an awareness, it's in our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind is that which has been programmed, thoughts and belief systems that were just imposed upon us as we... Do I believe that? Do I not believe that? We just started running on autopilot. And so all of those thoughts and fears and things are in our subconscious and it just runs on autopilot. It runs the same from the same space as uh, from the reptilian brains. Our heart pumps blood, our lymphatic system knows to work, our digestive system works. It doesn't have time to stop and ask questions. It just runs because it's keeping us alive. So when it's in the subconscious, when we're unaware, when we're asleep, basically, it's running on autopilot. It's doing its job the subconscious happens to be seven seconds faster than our conscious awareness. So there's a lot at play here. There's, when, it's, when we're unaware, um, it's managing us. Yes. So anytime we can have an awareness, which is exactly what you teach, I call it medicine. It's kind of like taking a time-release capsule of medicine, spiritual medicine for our truth to begin to evolve. So the more we become aware and pay attention to our intuition, which is right here, right in our heart, goes up through our throat into our intuition, our knowing, and our connection to source and our higher knowing, um, then we can really begin to stop and respond and manage what's going on and that. So yeah, that's my connection to my higher source. Yeah. I guess to get back to your question now, um, my intuition uh, followed through my heart, which is not fear-based, but love-based. Um, when I really, really get quiet with that, it literally takes me um, in a, a vertical alignment where I'm of this world physically. I'm connected to my higher knowing, which is my source, um, universe, God. Allah. I'm actually open to all of it. Um, I'm not really any one dogmatic religion. I'm, I'm literally open to anything that is loving and kind and genuine and authentic and peaceful and, and a genuine, authentically aligned space. So, But being planted into the earth, connected to my higher knowing through my heart. So that, that is, I think I finally answered your question, or at least that's my answer to your question of what is my source, what guides me? And and I believe that intuition and that source to be God. And I believe when I align with that and I don't question it, I'm not questioning God. So that's, that's how I connect.
0: Yes, and that's And it's how I connect. How I Mm -hmm. I believe everybody everybody, that inner knowing, that intuitive knowing, that that clarity that is always they are always present. Um, Mm -hmm. But like you were saying, when when we begin to to take on the beliefs from everybody else, other people's thoughts, and form that belief system. It, which is what forms our um, subconscious belief patterns. Yeah, it, it acts as a block to hearing intuition because now you've got the voice telling you, uh, follow your passion, and then you've got that other voice. Well, what will people think? Or what if I fail? What if I don't make enough money? So we, we do mm-hmm. enter into that place of becoming so comfortable. With hearing intuition and then doubting it with with our fear-based thought system right. Right, to the that that need to protect ourselves drowns out the very thing that would eventually save us. The very thing that would propel right. us forward into being mm-hmm. the expression that allows us to be authentic, which is the only thing that saves us, being authentically ourselves. Um, because
2: right.
0: Right, we're just listening to God, source, spirit, Allah, whatever whatever we want to call it and be moved mm-hmm. by that. So now that we're right. talking about God and spirit and all those wonderful things, how have you reconciled um, the the God that you grew up hearing about, uh, the religious the teachings from the Catholic Church, and I grew up Catholic as well? What has been your process through this journey to reconcile the God that you learned about that's programming your subconscious mind and the God that you're, you align with when you are... Listening to that intuition, basically listening to the guidance of God.
1: You know, it's, it's, um, I take it back to when I was younger and my intuition telling me what there was one pivotal moment, um, that I, I didn't get to before, and I guess not, it wasn't meant to be until now. Um, when I was in fourth grade, I went to parochial grade school one through eight. And so when I was in 4th grade we had it was the shift between going to confession between the the little sliding thing where the priest couldn't see you and you know bless me father for us and it's been 21 days since I, you know, been to confession or whatever and um so they changed it to face to face and um and I'm just I'm just going all all transparent here but um Literally, so one at a time they had it in the school and they had it um, in the gym downstairs and they literally had checkpoints So you your name was called and you had to go out of your room to the end of the hall And they checked your name and you went down the stairs They checked your name again because you were by God gonna go do this face-to-face thing and I just had this knowing I had this feeling and this intuition I wasn't buying it and so um, and I've always kind of had that all along the way. And I've always followed that. I'm so grateful for that because I work with so many people that don't follow their intuition. But here I am in fourth grade and I got down to the very last checkpoint, which was right at the foot of the um, right outside of the gym door. Then there was the stage and the stairs to go up the stage. So you're supposed to wait until one person left. Well, there was also a door that went down to the cafeteria and outside. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. And so I went down the stairs. I went through the cafeteria. There was nobody in there. I went outside i went on the I went all the way around the back of school, went back inside, went back to class, and never went to confession again and so that's why it was really funny when I went to that Catholic retreat and I was like, "Oh, I gotta tell him what I did and he wanted he had wanted had no interest in talking about that it was it was really funny, so it was talking about a full circle moment um so I think the reconciliation of of the dogma. Um, you know, there's so many beautiful things about the Catholic religion um that that I do love that I still follow. So it's not that really that I needed to reconcile. It's more that I become I became and I continue to become acutely aware based, whether it's the Catholic religion or exploring some other um, you know person 's religion that they have a belief in because I want, and I want to know that part of me that has Jewish faith or Hindu faith or whatever you know so so basically, I reconcile all dogmatic uh, views with where 's the fear and where does where does that not align with me, and how can I align with that belief system to the extent that that helps me be more in touch with my peace and my center, and what I what I believe, and what I came here what i what I came here to believe, not what somebody else told me to believe, but this is my path. And my that wow, we just we give our power away constantly, and it's it's all kind of programmed like that. So, um, but the more we do become aware the more we can manage it. When it's in the subconscious, unaware mind, when we're asleep, it's managing us. And it's running on autopilot, and it, it has to because it thinks it's keeping us alive. And um, so I, I just spend a lot of time becoming super, super aware of what's going on, how do I feel, what is my truth, literally by connecting with my heart center. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah, because, you know, so, I know. I know, please never lie. Please never lie. You know this. That sensation—are tight and tense in fear, or at ease and at peace in love and love? And, in um, so it, it is—it's an important part of this journey to become aware of the body. I, you know, with the work that we both do, we're—we help people become resensitized with their own bodies because so many right. lose touch with—with with realizing that tight and tens. Although it is a signal from you know, our mind telling us, protect yourself. If we don't pay attention and question, is this, is this protection really valid? Do I need to protect right. myself in my office about what people think about me? I'm 45 years old. Does it, uh, am I in, in, in threat of dying here? Do I really need to shut down? And to right. be able to question that and bring that into our awareness so that we can begin to see does this protection now turn into imprisonment? Is, is this something mm-hmm. that keeps me from being my true self? Um, right. Let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, your work is in, in so many ways um, mm-hmm. like mine. We really, as I said, are helping people become resensitized. Share how you through energy healing. Assist clients, assist people in becoming more aware of their yeah. connection to their body. So, because we cannot hear our intuition if we're not listening, because it is an internal right. process. Um, speak right. to that through your practice and through your own personal experience.
1: Okay, um, I would love to actually. So, this is my favorite thing to talk about. It's my favorite place to be. So, um, what I have learned and what I've become aware of through my studies and and, uh, my training and everything is that um, again, completely unconscious, no idea what was going on. And so holistically speaking, everybody has an energy field and scientifically proven emanates out about us. Um, If everything's running optimally well, it's ultimately shaped in an oval around us. So we can all imagine ourselves in the center of our own energy sphere and within the sphere there's various like your hand and put it all the way out to the side there's layers the outermost layer is the soul body and this is a very simplified version for now because we're, we're on limited time so the outermost layer is the soul body coming in is the mental body the emotional body and those are my my layers and then there's an etheric field that's about an inch away from the body that mirrors what's going on physically to the body so, through seeing, sensing, feeling, touching, um, and discussion, which is a huge component of, of how I work with, with my clients, it's ever happened physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually within the energy field. So, shocks, traumas, things that have happened, belief systems, um, it, it all impacts our energy field, which surrounds our physical body. And then our thoughts of course play into it and sources up here and waiting for us to to you know be curious about a higher truth. So basically as we um, a lot of people when when they come here, we, we sit first and and I, I always tell people, you know, we could do this differently. You could lie a table and I could do an assessment, and tell you, oh, well, I'm getting this, this and this. But tell me what's going on, you know, tell me what's up because if we're talking about it, it's up for healing. And so, again, as I mentioned before, there's a lot at play. There's chemical, you know, biological things going on in our bodies. Um, our nervous system has to be ready. Some of us are highly uh, energetically sensitive. Some people are empathic. There's just a lot. And so, people don't really just literally sit down to time to connect with themselves yeah. ever. So the first thing we do is we sit down and I, you know, kind of describe the the energetic field and what's going on. And then probably nine times out of ten, I'll ask somebody and and everybody is welcome to try this. The left hand is resting. So you can take your left hand and connect with your heart center on your sternum. And just imagine breathing into your hand. So breathing in through the far front of the heart center and and exhaling through the back of the heart center because there's there's energy centers and chakras so the heart chakra is actually the first responder to everything so a lot of fear and a lot of trauma you go, oh my heart you know that hurts my heart and so there's a lot of um, toxic energy that that basically kind of builds up and, and you know trauma can land anywhere in the field at the heart. Takes a lot of wonder So I don't want to make any words out there. But, um, if we connect with our heart, and and um, and just spend time and not get up and be onto the next thing, there's information. There's this tremendous truth and information that we can connect you in our hearts. And so um, I will take people there and just. And oftentimes, people literally just even by stopping and connecting with their heart become very, very emotional because we just don't get to, of listening to what our soul wants us to know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So,
1: and then, yes. Then, we, then we kind of go from there.
0: <laughs> yes. And in, in this world that is so head-based, it's all about um what can I get? What can I do? Uh, how can I protect myself? It's so me-centered. It's, it's really mm-hmm. interesting that in being me-centered and it's all about what can I get, we actually disconnect with with the center of ourselves. It's it's a really fascinating paradox um, that we, we just lose that ability to go into that intuitive knowing and, as you said, just hear. What does our soul want to say? What does our... Our spirit, our intuition, um, what does it want to tell us? But what you do helps people reconnect. It allows them that space to begin to, to get to know themselves. Share a little bit about, in, in a, um, in, obviously in a very general way, but what is that process like now that you've gone through your own and now you witness witnessed so many? What is that process like? That the average person is going through as they're beginning to open up, kind of like that that littlest is beginning to blossom. What does that look like when they're working with you? They come in all shrunk and shriveled up and not in touch. And how how does that process begin to unfold?
1: Okay, so um, one of the things I forgot to mention when I when we do the heart, um, it's not even an exercise. It's something I would love. For become a part of who they are is just to stop and connect, breathe in and consciously connect with the heart. Um, but one of the reasons we do that is so that we can drop from the mental intellect alone, which a majority of us are very heady and we spend a lot of time there, is to drop in down down to the heart intellect. And we all have a intuition, a good intellect, and there's there's actually several intellects, but um, to, to combine the mind, the body and the spirit when we have all three of those intellects connecting and communicating and and sharing information, you know, kind of like an infinity from the, you know, being grounded to the earth to spirit through the heart. If you get all of those energy centers to communicate your information, then we have happier, more peaceful, connected decisions and, you know, things that we choose to do, that kind of thing. Um, but we we just, we get so conditioned, we don't. Right, the opportunity, the right to get familiar with ourselves. Um, I tell people all the time, you know, we really don't know ourselves at all. We really don't. We're we're just on autopilot, and that autopilot thinks it's keeping us alive. And so um, when when we actually just stop and connect and talk about things that are uh, really really important to us spend some time with that and honor ourselves. Um, it's just, it really, the more we do that, the more we're in the flow and the more our lives begin to work. I can assure you, um, the more I say yes to my purpose and what I'm doing, and um, and on a daily basis, I'm constantly wanting to become more and more aware of a deeper truth, yeah. a deeper purpose why I came here. And um, so so I've I've had numerous text messages um, you know somebody may do a session and you may not hear from them and then a year and a half later they're gonna be like you know what you may not remember me but I came to you and this happened my life shifted um, it basically gives people permission to uh, first of all people don't know that um, we, we decide we want to make a change okay that's great um, but then There's another couple of components that really needs to happen. People have to give themselves permission to make that change because subconscious is over here going, oh, no, that's not going to happen. That's not what you believe. That's not what you've been thinking all these years. That doesn't keep you alive. So we have to, one, become aware, two, choose what our new direction is, three, give ourselves permission, four, allow ourselves to do that. Then we have to go about the business of creating the the new muscle or new neural pathways. And it took a long time to get this other way. So we have to be gentle and kind with ourselves in order to go to the new direction. So here's one surefire way to know that if we want to make a change in our lives. I have people. I, I actually work with people, and I encourage them to do a package of three sessions, because when we start to go in a new direction, um, and we say, "Oh, I'm really going to do this. I'm I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to speak my voice." And then we go to do that, and then like the whole world crashing in on us as an opportunity to say, how bad do you really want this? And so a lot of times people will do a session more tense and more challenging, not all the time, but, but I tell people, you know you're on the right track when you're trying to move forward, and the old way is pulling you back in because it thinks it's keeping you alive, and it's trying really hard to maintain, the ego trying really hard to maintain its position as your gatekeeper, as your, you know, where you've always been. So we don't want to say, hey, you're fired. It's more kind of, you know, thank you for your service. Um, But right now I'm just going to take a break. I'm going to go from my mental space and drop down into my heart because the mind and the intellect can never viscerally process emotions. And so again, it's a whole mind, body, spirit thing. So people are trying to figure out in their mind, how do I get over this? How do I break loop? And they're not combining the heart space, which feels. And some of the stuff's really, really scary and really painful. In in that I didn't grow up in a very safe environment, um, you know. Coming full circle, my goal is to provide I hope I provide, and I believe that I provide a safe environment for people to go into these places that that aren't so pretty and aren't so funnel you know initially, but then once we get used to it and we we become more and more aware that we do have choice and um, that our lives can get better through ourselves and listening to ourselves and being kind to ourselves and not judging ourselves. Then um, it becomes it becomes easier and it becomes fun and easy, like you said. Not all the time for me, <laughs> but um, I like to kind of you know I like to embrace all aspects of of you know. Sometimes I'm you know I'm not feeling great. You know, sometimes I'm just tanked and I just, just want to lay in bed till noon. And and guess and I don't many apologies to anybody about it. So no. if you treat you me before I mean, sometimes everybody I, I may or may not be available. Um, but it's, it's honestly honoring ourselves and, um, just letting, letting who we came here to be shine. Yeah. Just stop beating up on ourselves, be kind, the kinder we are to ourselves, the kinder we can be to other people. Um, if we're judging others, it's, it's probably something within ourselves that we're uncomfortable about. Um, You know, so just take a look at it. Don't be hard on yourself. You know, and if someone's arrogant, it's not that I necessarily want to be arrogant, but I can assure you I need to speak up more and I need to empower myself and be more assertive. And so if somebody's really bothering me because they come across as arrogant, well, I can be assured that there's a part of me that needs to be more assertive, not not arrogant. Switch approach. Um, so everything in life is a reflection, is a mirror, is an opportunity for us to love ourselves or let, actually I can, you know, there are aspects of me where I can be arrogant or I, you know, I need a lot of downtime and and a lot of quiet time to recharge my battery. And sometimes I may look like I'm being standoffish, you know, and I just, I own that. Um, for the most part, I, I'm coming from a space of, of loving kindness and high heart, and I do the best I can, and I also allow myself to be human and, you know, fall down on the job sometimes.
0: Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. this, this is a yes, journey. Is. This is a, there is movement to it, and we will be swinging uh, between our head and our hearts. And the reason I align with Lina is because I want to offer people the opportunity to consider that. We need to align that, that mind, body, spirit. The mind is supposed to be a wonderful servant. And when it's when it's just filled with fear, it certainly doesn't allow us to tap into that heart, to listen to that in terms of really should be our, our guide, should be our master, if you will. Um, but I want to say hi to Birgit, who is joining us all the way yeah. That is very, very exciting. Wonderful. Hi, Birgit. How are you? <laughs> and to and, and thank you so much to everybody who has joined us and been part of this wonderful conversation. If you have any questions or anything you want to pose, um, please by all means do so, and I will I will get it over here and I will uh, show it share it with Mary so she can see that. But Mary, let's shift uh, from talking about the spiritual journey and the processes that we've gone through, as you've said. Mm-hmm we grow up conditioned and experience fears and have these voices telling us we're less than what we are. We begin to become aware. We begin to hear intuition again, more clearly and begin to make the decision to listen to that voice inside. Obviously uh, it's a scary time when you begin to question your own thoughts and you begin to realize that we, we are the ones who've been keeping ourselves small keeping ourselves uh, uncomfortable and in fear. So there is that that scary moment of realizing, wow, I've had all this power all this time and didn't know how to use it.
1: Right, right. could be very overwhelming.
0: Yeah, and that is what the the essence of the awakening is, is the power that we have is waking up and we're learning how to use it, how to integrate it. But to, to right. integrate, we got to let go of our fears. We got to let go of the limitations as our strength begins to come forward, but let's shift topics now into what some people might call woo. -woo. So let's talk about, (laughs) from your perspective, with seeing so many people who are waking up, seeing so many people who are getting uh, an awareness of their power and stepping into it, what do you see as a collective happening right now? Where do you see things moving in the next know, a foreseeable future. I know neither of us have a crystal ball, but we both have access to some pretty powerful intuitive knowing and guidance. What are you seeing happening here on the on the bigger stage, on the global stage?
1: Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like what I, I started to touch upon a little bit just a second ago. Um, everything is an opportunity to learn to get to know ourselves better.
2: Um,
1: so that, that subconscious that I was talking about, that we've been talking about, the unaware mind, the asleep mind, is being broadcast on a global stage right now. And it's, it's um, we have our own personal conscious, but then we're all connected. Because as I was talking about our energies, energy fields before, everything is interconnected. And so um like it or not we are impacted by the the people who are triggering us and we're also impacting them you know because it's all one and we're permeating and 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 everybody's on their own their own path and so on a global stage um people are having the opportunity to get really uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like maybe silt at the bottom of the gas tank. It's being kicked up and it doesn't necessarily make the, you know, the car run smoother. It kind of makes it sputter and stammer and until you can clean the gas tank out and put in fresh gas. Um, you know, it's giving everyone an opportunity to, um, get really, really clear with who they are. Again, to me, we are here to figure ourselves out and to become completely aware of who we are. And um balance to me, karma means balancing divine energy, you know, equalizing. if I've hurt somebody, um, I've also been hurt if i've If I've hurt somebody or rather if I've been hurt by somebody which that breakup was a huge thing in my life, I realize I too have hurt people, maybe known or not known. And so when I can embrace that about myself fully, um i am i am divinely balancing and equalizing that energy and so to me there is a divine equalizing uh, force at work right now it's always been going on it's actually it, you know it, it it's been coming in waves and um came from a uh, basically a lesser conscious space to provide an opportunity for me to have my journey for me to provide an opportunity for my children to choose what they believe, which is, you know, their path and their choice. So, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's an opportunity for people to get really, really uh, intensely intimate with themselves as to what's important. And, um, and I just keep getting the words creative expression coming from the root chakra. So there's this, this major, and I mean, I'm talking on a global basis, there's the, the root chakra that's rumbling and moving and shifting and, and a creative expression that wants to happen. So whereas, you know, it was kind of business as usual, and we were all kind of functioning in a, um, uh, I don't use the word comfortable, but a familiar mode of operation. Um, It's really kicking up a lot of dust and and, in people's faces and their lives and things are just just really being, you know, kind of cataclysmically in your face to decide whether you choose to become more aware or not. You know, we can stay in fear. It's certainly our choice. It's it's familiar for, for everybody because that's part of the human experience. Um, but we do, it's, it's really literally pushing us into choice to decide, uh, what do I think? What do I feel? What, what are my loyalties? Um, where do I, where do I want to spend my time? Um, and me personally, I don't want to spend my time in a lot of fear. I do stay up on the news more than I ever have. I'm actually surprised about that because I'm rather energetically sensitive, but I'm, I'm looking at it from a very different perspective now. Um, as I continue to work on my own stuff, um, that's not to say I don't still need to kind of come back and re- be in nature as much as possible and recharge and have quiet. You know, around me, I, I very seldom put the TV on or really even music or anything. But there's it's, it's a global shift in uh, again creative expression. Creative expression is really trying to push up, and it's giving everybody an opportunity to. Um, really dig in and see why did I come here? I, you know, you choose to, to continue to be kind of in a automatic pilot mode. That's fine and beautiful because that will actually represent for somebody else. I don't want to be like that. So they're actually playing the role as well to the person who wants to, to shift and wake up and, and become more familiar with things and, and spread more love and kindness and compassion and that kind of thing. So, that's kind of my view on it. Uh, without getting too political or anything, it's all in perfect and order. And I know that may sound woo-woo, um, but I really do believe that. I can assure you that when I was going through that breakup, um, I I had no concept of the gift that would come from that. So I literally came from. Um, a business environment. I always really, really loved and enjoyed business. I a lot of you know had my own software company and consulting company, and I mean, I just I loved the business. It's just you know it's just what I love doing is able to organize and put things in perspective, um, and it's really cool because I do that on an energetic basis. I take those same gifts and skills and do that energetically, um, but again, I can assure you that breakup at that time. I had no concept where that would lead me. And if it didn't happen, um, who knows? I might still be potentially in that relationship, living in fear, passive aggression, not speaking my voice, just not, not empowering myself on so many levels, not as a judgment, but that could still case. Uh, the fact that I was catapulted to, that first retreat and then to you, and since then, uh, you know, I did the two-year program at White Winds and immediately went into my own practice the first year, Um, it literally catapulted me so that that devastating period of time in my life took me to my purpose. And I'm even becoming more aware of um, how I'm still not totally creatively expressing myself and so I'm excited about going going with that and, and seeing what that holds because I know there's all kinds of stuff out there I'm not even aware of yet. Um so that that's pretty much been my journey. <laughs> From a total to currently having a, you know, full practice as an energy blur and um, and not knowing what's coming next as well.
0: Mary, repeat that because I, I didn't catch that. You said from here to there. Repeat that piece.
1: <laughs> oh, so it was, it's just fascinating to have this conversation all in one, you know, this one period of time this discussion to talk from being completely unaware and unconscious to having those moments of, you know, little little peaks of awarenesses and and that to having a full-on practice as an energy healer and then still being anticipated excitement for what else is coming, I don't know yet, and that's perfectly okay.
0: Yes, and speaking of you being uh, an energy healer and having your own practice, I am going to uh, put up here how people can connect with you at uh, being good Thank person.
2: you.
0: And obviously they can send you a friend request through uh, Facebook yes. the way, because if you're gonna be watching this, this video um, you're gonna be on Facebook so you might as well go right. ahead and send too, me too. A connection um, yeah you know one of the amazing things about having a journey of coaching uh, that I can look back on like I said earlier you know 10 12 years I can't remember how many and being able to see the progression of my own personal life but that of so many other people including right me. and right. one of the things that is beautiful and amazing is that as we clear up our misunderstandings of who we are, our misperception of who we truly are, because we agree with what our parents, our teachers, the preachers, the government uh, thought we were or wanted us to become, as we begin to question those old ideas that we had of ourselves and begin to become self-aware of who we truly are innately, who we were born already as, and we go through that journey of looking at those two aspects of ourselves. As you know, I call that that uh, subconscious programming or ego mind, our ego mind. And we look at those two things and we begin to see how we get to choose between our ego and our intuition. We get to choose between fear and love. We get to choose between unconscious and conscious um, mm-hmm. decisions, experiences, responses to what's happening. I watch every single person who moves through this journey and begins to become more intuitively connected, I watch okay. their life become so magnificent. Not that it yes, was... Yes, absolutely.
2: absolutely
0: but people begin yes. to be responsible ease and a flow in their lives. Uh, many, I would probably say just about the majority of the people that I get to work with realize that they have a purpose. They want to help others. Yes. Even if it's in mm-hmm. their existing professions that they were in before or right, to become exactly. a, teacher, a healer or an artist, yeah. something moves them that moves us into a state of wanting to share with the world, something that we're discovering, something that we have inside that is a treasure a gift, even if it's just more compassion, more kindness, yes. maybe artistic ability, healing, coaching, a book, uh, a song, a poem. It's just really fascinating. So I want to thank you and honor you for all you've done to allow that authentic, beautiful, magnificent Mary that you've always been to just come out and be front and center. Um, Because it is a courageous journey to look at our beliefs, look at how we keep ourselves small. So I honor that about you. And I am so grateful, not only um, have I referred clients to you who, who get to benefit from your your talent as a healer? But I also have experienced the gifts of your healing touch, the gifts of your amazing connectedness and intuitive uh, knowingness of what what was going on in my in me in my energy field. So I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for that, and I hope people who are considering doing energy healing, participating in incredible, deep, deep uh, healing work, um, mm-hmm. contact Mary. And again, you can meet, find her in beinggoodkarma.com. Go to her contact me page and send her a note and uh, schedule a session. And like she said, at least three sessions so that you can give yourself the gift of experiencing um what it's like to shift and to connect and to go deeper at least three times because the first time may may just overwhelm you with how much you discover about yourself so it might take those extra couple of sessions and like many of her clients you may be going for a, a lot longer than three sessions but anyways yeah so right what, what do you want to share to complete this um this align with liner
1: Wow. Well, thank you first of all. My gosh, you know, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for your beautiful kind words just now. Um, you know, obviously you were a huge part of, of my day. I did a a coaching session with Lina one time. I I was talking about when I was a little girl and I had in my little footy yellow pajamas and we talk about that, that session pretty often. It was, uh, it was really uh, significant in, in, in my journey. So thank you too for what you're doing. Um, but definitely, you know, obviously I would love to work with anybody who feels drawn to, to do the work. Um, we are ready when we're ready. If we're ready, um, there's zero judgment. Um, and so I, but I, I absolutely honor you as well. And, uh, what a interview by one of my best friends in the whole wide world. I'm I'm just honored. It's really a lot of fun. Thank you.
0: It is a lot of fun, absolutely. Yeah. Fun. Especially, so many of my clients end up being good friends, as I know yours are, because uh, you know you get to know each other in such an intimate, vulnerable, really right. deeply connected way. How can you not fall? Authentic.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you really, you get to know the real authentic. It's just delicious. It's yeah. so, it's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so beautiful. But I, yeah, I'm very grateful for the opportunity and thank you. I'm not sure who's out there. I'm just looking live the whole time. I'm not really sure what, what's been happening interaction wise. And so um, thank everybody too for tuning in and, and listening to the conversation.
0: And people who are going to tune in later on, and we'll be meeting them in that now moment. So that will be wonderful. Yeah. I just want yeah. to let folks know that for the next Tubaline with Lina events, I have Bill Lasseter scheduled on September the 4th. That is actually going to be on Labor Day. So that's going to be a lot of fun to have a conversation with my friend, Bill, who is just mm-hmm. absolutely divine and delightful. Then the week after that, on September the 11th, I'm going to have the the great pleasure of having a conversation with Kim Brooks. That is a magnificent being who has undergone an incredible journey through addiction and then to help others uh, move into their own recovery. So do tune in for the next Align with Linus every Monday, Monday um, at 11 o'clock. I'm sorry, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I thank you for giving yourself the gift of just stretching your awareness of what else is possible, becoming open to how do other people move through this journey and letting yourself receive some of the wisdom that we've gleaned. And as you share your comments with us, even if you share them after the fact, we would love to glean wisdom from you. So thank you for participating in this. And as as I believe, and I know Mary will agree with me, we are all such magnificent beings. We are one. We truly are connected. We are one. And it is absolutely delicious coming into connection, into community with others who are on this journey. Because like Mary said, we are a collective consciousness. To the degree that we remember our connection, we will be able to really, truly bring about um healing for this planet for all of us so thank you so much and remember we are magnificent have a great day bye-bye